Welcome to Football Hot Boys, a show where two hot seamen talk about football, eating fish, getting huge, and slamming Cinnabons. Um, yeah, so they've left us alone now for two weeks, and we managed to not talk about basketball last week as a, as a favor to to certain listeners and, and our fellow co-hosts. I, I don't think we can do that two weeks in a row. No That's just, just not us. So we de- we definitely, especially when the playoffs are nigh, and by nigh, I mean kind of happening as we're talking right now. Well, ha- what's your opinion playing. on that? Like, are you, are you all for this play-in? Are you, are you like, oh, this is playoff vibes? Or what's your opinion? Uh, so I tend to find five through eight the most vestigial part of any professional sports playoffs it's the bottom half of the nba playoffs are always a formality to me um so i guess i'm kind of for it in the way that it makes it a little more interesting because these teams are playing within their talent level yeah within their talent within their league they're they're Mm -hmm. not super outclassed and so we get some more like quasi staked basketball that isn't a giant waste of everyone's <laughs> time mm-hmm. so like um yeah and i mean there was legitimately some fun energy last night uh in that minnesota clippers game um you would have thought that patrick beverly just won the fucking championship of the world because it was the most mild revenge any person in the history of sports has ever had um well, but goddamn he took it to heart it's so funny because it's like revenge that every player in the league could technically hold like have they could all hold that chip on their shoulder but of course he's going to hold it that hard you know dude every player in the league has not been paid by a team and then had to go resign somewhere else you know what i mean it's it got traded yeah yeah, it, yeah. It, it's not like they fucking killed his dog you know what i mean they just said nah we'll let somebody else pay you more money <laughs> it's like an incredibly benign business transaction occurred in professional sports and then like a, a also incredibly benign actual on the court thing happened <laughs> like, like if it came yeah. out that oh, you do the clippers weren't paying me this whole time i haven't received a check for, like steve Ballmer hasn't paid me a check like then i'd be like oh yeah he's got a vendetta against these guys he's gonna really turn up and i mean to to to, to his credit he did like turn up though he, he brought the fucking energy he it's just so funny anytime he scores you think he just dropped 40 points because like mm-hmm. even he knows he's not like that you know what i mean so when he does get a bucket it's like it just fuels him even more to foul you on defense and not have a whistle called <laughs> uh so it, patrick beverly um that trade that sent him to minnesota people were like what the fuck is this like that was it was kind of like a weirdly it was head scratching trade i always thought it was cool because i've said multiple times that when you have a team of like young talented people you need you a guy bring like in that. Yeah, yeah. you need guys know how to win like it, that was a big thing with the bucks that for years they're like i we went and saw some of those early Giannis, early chris middleton games live back in the day back in the old bradley center and it was messy, gooey, weird basketball, and they brought in guys like Delvadova De- De and mm-hmm. Jason Terry and stuff, and that like really turned around. It taught those guys how to play the culture, basketball. The culture, yeah, yeah ex- exactly. And, and, and so I, I think that's. I'm not saying that. Okay, guys, now the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to win. They're the not real. I, no, they're not. No, real. they're not real. But they're playing basketball now, which has kind of always been the Minnesota Timberwolves problem yeah because they're even when they've been good they're just a bunch of talented guys kind of running around banging into each other out there and i i I don't know i i i I like them i'm rooting for them not well not really because they're playing you so i'm not i'm you know i'm rooting for 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 the suns t wolves actually have uh memphis now because they won that play 
fuck, I like Memphis too. So I'm not technically rooting for them, but like in spirit, I, I I'm I'm kind of rooting for them. We're gonna so. get the winner of whoever wins the San Antonio New Orleans matchup, and then they'll play the Clippers, and then whoever wins that. That's who so we, just not the Clippers, I guess. So those that's the only thing close to a real team dude, that you could like, play. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I'm not scared of any of them, but. Mm. I think CJ McCollum's hot right now in the Pelicans. Like, I won't be surprised the Pelicans mm-hmm. win the, that play in out of those three. Like, I won't be shocked. They're all right if Zion decides that he actually wants to be a basketball player and his foot's still attached. That, that's, I mean, that's not going to happen though. Like, not not now. Oh anyway. yeah. Oh yeah. Not not this season. No. I'm saying, but like going forward, like they spent a long time lost in the woods. Where we're like, what the fuck are these guys yeah. doing? <laughs> and I think they came out the other side kind of all right. Yeah, I like, mean, I, your roster's better on paper, and talent-wise, it's mm-hmm. better. Uh, yeah, it, it's just, we've talked about it on the show before. Like, it's all centered around Zion, and it's up to him to play basketball at this point. You know, that then that's how it works. Mm-hmm. I, I am a little annoyed that the uh, Bucks fucked with the basketball gods. I don't really like that. Uh, by throwing that last game to to dodge the nets um i i don't like that i think that's bad juju and also you, if you want to go to the championship you gotta go through him eventually yeah so just just play him doesn't fucking matter i mean but, do, do you have brooklyn over boston yeah you want to say yes because so do i i mean I, I i i want to but god boston is in fuego they're playing right now. really well but it's just yeah like you could argue both ways because i watched their i watched brooklyn's plan and Kyrie went absolutely berserk like he was insane Just speaking of in fuego yeah jesus christ and and they still barely won you know so like mm-hmm. you could look at it either way it's like well goddamn Kyrie is elite right now but they are still barely won but i don't know man when you got kevin durant and Kyrie irving it's hard to just bet against that you know it, 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 yeah two are just that different i have weird feelings about that series because i think i think brooklyn's gonna win i think brooklyn mm-hmm, should win mm-hmm. but um, if the Celtics do win, I immediately become terrified of the Celtics. Because <laughs> so, like, that means they are for real hot. Like they're yeah, actually hot. Yeah. So, that's, so that's it's like point. I don't. I don't. There's not like a good outcome to that series where I'm like feeling happy with myself. Because the narrative <laughs> continues with whoever, whichever team wins, the narrative continues. It's like goddamn Boston's yeah. actually really hot, or goddamn KD and Kyrie are unstoppable. Yeah. There's. Yeah. It's not a win. There's no win scenario for no, any of that. Fucking meat hooks are coming out of that series. So like you gotta prepare yourself either way right mm-hmm. but we're just gonna it's gonna feel fun just to just because of the dynamic just to send chicago home like that, that that's a nice little exhibition series. what a speaking so, of not being hot good lord no whatever the opposite of el fuego is cold el refrigerado <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they're the definition of cold right now i i mm-hmm. i've we've seen like downfalls and stuff but man theirs has been drastic like what a turnaround and not for the better yeah man i also want to give myself credit for um being in a relationship with a spanish speaker for almost seven years and learning nothing and not even knowing what the word cold in spanish was Frio, job, AJ. yeah for you god damn it <laughs> you stay away from my wife <laughs> i mean it's uh something else it's not for i don't know what it means i don't know what it stands for el chili el chili el coldo um, yep yep Oh, I mean, I, it, that's the other thing about like be, like the perfunctory part of the basketball postseason is until you get past the first round, there's not a ton to talk about because it's like, can we just get the exhibition yeah, round over so going, we can just, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm just excited to get to the round where I can talk about the Sixers losing and um, they're, they're not very watch hot you, right now either. 
no, they are they are definitely uh, El Frio. So, but but yeah, and on the West, I just feel like you guys are going to run through everyone. I mean, until you hit Golden State, I'm, like that's that's really. I'm the only confident, thing. but like I'm not ready to. I'm not going to take anyone lightly. I'm I'm ready to dominate and I'm ready to you know play good basketball and and hopefully it comes out with wins. But you never know, man. You never know. So fellow uh, Hapo, go ahead. I was going to say everyone's an injury away, so like you can never mm-hmm. you can never rule any of that shit out. But what were you going to say? Uh, Cody called me. Fellow Hapo, Cody called me two days ago, okay. and he's like, he, we, we talked a little bit of basketball because we're talking about the Dynasty League and how. Oh, cool, cool. Coming to, coming down the pipe here sooner than later. Cool. And he uh, he's like, so what do you think about the playoffs? And I'm like, I think it's probably headed to the same thing as last year. And I'm like, I don't know if Clark Knight's friendship can survive I, back-to-back uh, years of that. I've been it's trying gonna... to – I'm glad you said it first because obviously we're both mm-hmm. thinking that's a real possibility again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be tough. Like it's going to be – for me personally, not like our, our mm-hmm. dynamic or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just – I don't know if I could take that again. Like <laughs> losing, like I'm serious. Like that was that was devastating, man. And it, it like really fucked. I, I with believe me. it. Yeah. Well, and, and, and like the other thing is, like last year we had we could lie to each other. It's like this is fun. Yeah, are we having a good time? And then it, I still think it's a testament to our friendship and how like connected we are. For sure. That we both stopped having fun at exactly the same time and then just didn't mention it. As to soon each as other. the series was tied, it wasn't fucking fun anymore, man. Like for me, well, it, right? it wasn't even that. It was like. It, it, it was like the third quarter of that game where we're down two oh, one, sure. and then it's like it's like oh 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 shit! I'm not happy to be here anymore. Yeah, like, I want I want to win now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna be really upset if we don't win. And like you felt it exactly the same time, and we just like turned the phone off and put them face down. Yeah, we didn't really talk just, anymore after that. Like the, we went fucking radio yeah. silent. I think he even missed a show one week. I think too. Like we even had like a, a show where we didn't even see each other. Like it was it was for the best. It, it, though, it was honestly, radio silent because like, I mean. You know me, dude. I'm not a nice person mm-hmm. when I lose at anything, and like no. I, I would have been like trying to keep my shit together, but there's just not with that magnitude of loss. There's no way I would have been a nice guy. No, no. Well, it's like I gave you 48 hours, and then right. I'm like, are you okay? Right, right, <laughs> right. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think we handled. Doing, I think man? that's the best way we could have handled it. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it was fine. We we know each other, man. For we, sure. We just know what we need. For yeah, sure. yeah. But yeah, it, mm-hmm. it is it is unlike any other you know thing that we've ever experienced together just the the roller coaster of we're on fucking cloud nine forever this is never gonna end this euphoria this is never gonna end this is gonna we're both gonna come out of this this happy (laughs) and then so thoroughly stopped opposite of what we the fuck we were talking about man yeah i i would love if any of our listeners have ever had an experience where like a really good friend and you are on opposite sides of a championship game like reach out right. to us send us a message or something and well, tell, it, tell your story even even people at the uh, arena were like you guys must be real good fucking friends man like we're walking <laughs> you know side by side wearing two different jerseys and like yep it's like yep this is about as good of friends as we can get without <laughs> fucking so yep that's <laughs> We're going to survive this. It's not going to be fun. Yeah, no one said it was going to be easy, but we're going to we're going to find a way. Mm-hmm. Oh man! So there there is one thing I want to talk about before we go into football. Okay. Um, I want to talk about fish and a rice cake. Um, because, 
I'm glad you finally watched uh, that video that I sent you. <laughs> can I can I tell you my favorite part about? Well, tell tell what the video is, and we can put it up for our listeners. But um, both uh, Clark and I uh, enjoy the art of weightlifting, and um, uh, YouTube finally recognized that and started sending me weightlifting meme channels. And there's one that's just nothing about except about bulking and it's about just the different ways these psychopaths who just do nothing but lift weights for a living um how they eat um and there was a guy yeah i feel like it's important that we straight off establish he's british right and he's extremely british which makes everything funnier and especially this and he was describing his diet as he was cooking it he not another to, not to interrupt he seemed like a yeah. not a like I guess a newbie would be the because it sounded it sounded like he had just got a trainer or something like that that mm-hmm. that got him onto this regimen, and mm-hmm. I'll let you <laughs> describe his eating day. So so him being British is important for two reasons. One, it's funny anytime he talks or says anything, and and second is he eat the item, British the, people yep, eat the very, food item, yep. very bland, unseasoned food, and as he's telling the story, he is taking. A completely unseasoned, still partially frozen, just hunk of white fish and aggressively slamming it into a pan and just like watching it become room temperature. And he's like, and he's like, my trainer, every morning I wake up, I have fish and a rice cake. And at 10 o'clock, I have fish. And then at 12 and then o'clock, at, for lunch, I have fish. fish and a rice cake. Two o'clock. And then at two o'clock, I have fish. <laughs> and then for dinner, I have fish and a rice cake. And then I train. And after I train, I have fish. And then before bed, I have fish and a rice cake. <laughs> it just goes. It was and, like fish, fish and a rice cake, fish, fish and a rice cake, fish, fish and a rice cake, fish. And then maybe one or two more, but it just all. Yeah, he, it was like six or seven meals with that. Yeah. The only difference between his meal to meal was either he had a rice cake or he did it. That was the only. He gets, he gets delicious carbs three times a day, and that's it. <laughs> but like, he ate a fuckload of food, and it probably still only came out to be like, I mean, how many calories do you think that was? That couldn't have been a lot. One hundred and fifty, maybe, in that <laughs> a entire meal of fish. Uh, yeah, a, yeah. So he ate one hundred fifty calories of fish a meal. And then the rice cake. I mean, if it's a rice cake, like that's not a high. That's a high carb. That's like seventy, yeah. seventy calories like maybe. Seventy hundred on a good day. Yeah, like yeah. So you're talking two hundred and fifty calories a meal, and he probably had. Uh, so so he's just north about tw- about two thousand calories probably, or just around the neighborhood two thousand calories. Yeah, I would say so. Of nothing but just completely necessary vitamins minerals and proteins <laughs> like like that's that i don't i don't understand that specific diet like what i can't even wrap my head around why someone would recommend that to somebody because like that doesn't like i said that doesn't get you into that calor- caloric surplus that you supposedly need when you're you know mass gaining or whatever but that that's just like super low calorie foods and it's not even like the most optimum food i would argue like a rice cake like that's fine i guess but i i th- and i think there's like sugar in those adhe- yeah. and the, and the adhesive quality of it just that, eat rice correct like, just that's what i was yeah. just eat rice i don't understand why it's got to yeah. be a, i guess you spend so much time cooking fish that you didn't have time to prepare, prepare rice <laughs> all those fish fumes really go to your brain <laughs> Dude, i mean he probably cooked fish every day like he had to cook fish every day 
yeah, in in the pan, just like frying it. The skin on the back, just lay it face down on the pan until it's warm yeah. enough to get into your gullet. Yeah, frying it without any of the frying stuff that makes it delicious. Like just literally, like sizzling it. Don't just, salt it. Don't yeah. salt it. Just get it warm enough for your body to accept it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and like you're watching, it's like any other meme video where it's cutting between just like really quick different little things, and it blows past them so fast that like your brain doesn't get a chance <laughs> yeah. to like marinate on yeah. it. So you're not like, oh, that's a real man living a real life. Like that's that that's what that the, man's existence. The other is. part of that video that you you have to explain to because unless the listeners watch it, obviously, but like there's yeah. there's my favorite part about the video is that. Like what Kunzi just described, he that's how the man literally talks about his his diet every day. That's what he eats on a daily basis. But the best part about it is the guy is legitimately like thinking, like he has to remember. Oh wait, so at ten I eat. Oh, that's right, fish. I have fish at ten, and then at twelve, what do I eat? Oh, that's right, I eat fish and a rice cake. And then I know I eat something at two. What the hell? Is, oh, that's right, it's fish again. Like he's legitimately thinking about, and all he does is alternate fish to fish and a rice cake, fish to fish and a rice cake, and he's he's legitimately like, oh yeah, what do I eat? And and there's a um, another important detail of the story is the home he's in, because it literally looks like he has one pan, one fork, one chair, one table, and nothing else in his house. It's a completely all that it could be abandoned except for the fact that he obviously has a functioning gas line in order to he's the oven pays his gas bill can confirm Mm -hmm. my other favorite one was the other one you talked about where the guy and i know that guy i've seen that guy before the one i'm about to talk about the the Mm -hmm. big white guy that was putting like uh fudge syrup and fucking oreos and shit in his mat to go to the opposite side of the spectrum yes complete opposite He's making breakfast, and it's four servings of of, of his uh, mass gainer, mass gainer, which is like four hundred and fifty calories a serving or whatever. And then he's putting whole milk, half a thing of peanut butter, not and then the two. Explain half a thing, but don't skip over that. Half a jar. It's a jar. A jar. A jar. A a half a normal human jar of 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 peanut butter. That half a jar of peanut butter is more calories than the fish guy eats an entire day. Peanut butter is literally like maybe dense, the most calorie dense food in dense, the world. Man. Yes, <laughs> and then on top of that, and the part that that broke my brain, I'm like that's a typical. I mean, you drink that shit while we're recording half the right. time. It's full of peanut butter and shit. Right. But like, a, then he's like, "Oh, by the way, bowl. I have to put cookies in this." <laughs> <laughs> so he puts cookies in the shake. Don't skip and then over puts, that either. Don't fucking skip. Tell him he has two of those like kid size mini Oreo. Con- container things and he just yeah. pops the fucking top off of them and just slam dunks them into his like mutant shake or whatever he's got going yep. on and just blends that shit to oblivion blends that shit to oblivion and then he's like this isn't calorie dense enough we need to cheat and put just chocolate syrup <laughs> measured chocolate syrup about 500 calories nothing but chocolate syrup in there for no not for taste because later when he drinks it he goes mm. oh it was like, terrible he tell you he's not enjoying himself yeah but just to add 400 extra calories Oh, oh joy to have that problem, to just need 400 extra calories in my day. I, I think he said how much the shake costs, or excuse me, how many calories were in the shake. It was, what, six to 8,000? Like, it, it, it was 40, it was 45. Oh, is that it? Is that calories. all it was? Yep. I'm surprised mm-hmm. it was only that, to be honest with you. Well, it's breakfast. It's one fucking meal. <laughs> it's two days of normal human food. 4,500 calories. In, but to be fair, the thing he was drinking was a fucking 
vat of just liquor. It was massive, and it, yeah. it, it did not look, like you said, it did not look enjoyable. Get, you would think, you're like, oh, man, Oreos and chocolate fudge and shit. Yeah, that sounds... No. It was over half a gallon of, like, volume-wise of fluid. It yeah. was it was insane. And just the amount of sugar that was in that was probably enough to take down a, you know, a bowl, a bowl like... No, It'd give you diabetes is what it's not to give you. <laughs> which all right? Oh, which, which diet would you rather follow? <laughs> if you had to do it for a month, which one would you rather do? The mutant mash shake with fucking Oreo cookies or fish and a rice cake for a month straight? I would rather do fish and a rice cake just because I think it would cause l- less active harm to my body. Because like if I did that, like one, my stomach would be just distended. Not even like the. I wouldn't just be fat. Like, just the physical space my body would have to make to accommodate that shape would be uncomfortable. I would, uh, I would probably choose the shake because I would only eat that and like vegetables and like a fruit every other day. I wouldn't eat anything else. Like that. That would be okay. So that would be that's changing the game a, a bit. You see, what I saying? thought I had to live that dude's life. No, like no. We, okay, you, no, no. You, just that one drink. Yep. Yeah, you incorporate. That like either the drink as your as your day or the or all you eat is uh, fish and rice cakes. And I have to do it for an entire month. For an entire month. So that's probably you cannot get out of that month without gaining about twelve pounds. Probably. Probably just because it's so it's so difficult to hit the, to burn forty five hundred calories. So you're gonna be in a be in a surplus unless you're doing like. Uh, Michael Phelps. fucking crossfit every day or swimming or whatever yeah do something like that you're just never going to gain that calorie deficit back so you're going to be a big old fat piece of shit at the end of the month but i i think i'll hate myself less than the fish and the rice yeah, cake the, that sounds pretty hell because it i I, fe- but, I would feel like i would have to consume something else with fish and a rice cake just to get i mean you definitely gotta take a fucking multivitamin you know because you're getting what you're well, or even just some soy sauce like can yeah, i just put some yeah. soy sauce <laughs> I, like yeah And kind of get like those like cinnamon flavored rice cakes because you know the dude's eating plain fucking rice cakes, just styrofoam rice cakes. All right, we're we're down the rabbit hole now. The food route because our listeners know one of mm-hmm. our guilty pleasures is uh, it's not even a guilty pleasure. It's more of like we're respected in the community for evaluating mm-hmm. uh, fast food funny items. Yes. Like we're, that's mm-hmm. we're the go to people for reviews when it comes to just wacky fast food. So I'm down in the gym yesterday and I'm. I, I'm either watching like Futurama or something, uh, and uh, or I know I had basketball and I was watching the fucking mm-hmm. um, T Wolves Clippers game, and commercial comes on and it's a fucking Taco Bell breakfast commercial, and this isn't even a wacky item. It's just fucking Cinnabon. They just have fucking Cinnabon for breakfast. <laughs> like I don't, I don't even know what to. It's not a joke. They just have Cinnabon, and it's like one of the things you can eat for breakfast with your like uh, pancake taco or whatever. <laughs> that is such a fucking change up pitch. Where <laughs> It'd be like if Burger King's like a steak. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a ridiculous item, but I just really wasn't expecting to come down the pipe like that. It doesn't like fit. Yeah, it doesn't fit. No, it, it's such. It does not combo with anything else you're offering. <laughs> I don't need it. Yeah, it's, it, it's a terrible breakfast item choice. Like I'll mm-hmm. say that much. You know, you want to go to sleep immediately after you eat it. It's, it's same. You, it's you're same forced mutant. to go to sleep. Like your body won't allow you not to sleep. I do not know what mutants eat pancakes on any day they have to work. Like I, I, if you if you eat them on a Saturday where you have nothing else to do, fine, good on you. You can lay down and just digest. 
You cannot eat that shit and go to work. No man. way. No, dude. No. And the people who eat that shit aren't like, you know what? I'm going to go get one Cinnabon from Taco Bell. No, those are the same people that like, cool, I just got done getting my Taco Bell breakfast. Time to go to fucking Dunkin' Donuts and get a fucking mutant mash shake to wash it down with. And they're just (laughs) consuming like 2,000 calories before their days even started, man. So there's something about like with Cinnabon. Every time I see it, I'm like, nope, I have no interest. Not even remotely tempted. I don't care how how good it smells. However, if I'm in an airport, something about like being in an airport, I'm just like, I kind of should probably fucking eat that Cinnabon. (laughs) And the last time I ate a Cinnabon, you know when it was? It wasn't an airport and it was... When I was in the airport going to boot camp to Texas for for a school, because yeah. uh, like you're you're it's like I'm free I can do whatever the fuck I I'm want eat I'm Cinnabon. out of boot camp I'm gonna eat the Cinnabon and like there were like tiny Cinnabons that came in like an Oreo sleeve and I, I ate them all and I sat there I'm like that ruined my day like I, I'm that was a terrible experience I feel terrible I I I feel like I just came out of a fugue state where someone like hypnotized me to eat this. I don't know why a different person ordered and ate this. Yeah, so I I'm distinctly anti cinnabon. I do not understand it. Do it's you witchcraft. do not like the? Because I mean, I think they taste pretty good, and I love icing like, like yeah, that type yeah, of icing. Yeah, probably it's really good. Huh? Well, like my my wife will occasionally like like make them and stuff, and I'll eat them. There's something about and and feel. I mean, I'll hate myself, but like I think it's like a normal healthy amount of hating yourself i don't feel like i was i have brain parasite made me do it the way i do a cinnamon mm-hmm. uh, with a cinnabon i don't i think there's something that's just like like evil and wicked about like the maybe the mass production of it or something i well, I, I have no is idea is it more like oh you just like know you shouldn't eat it or something like that like you know what it is i think i figured out i'm in public around people and I'm do and and, and it, it's like I feel like this should be a shame that you're, I should you feel shame. That's between. what it is. You're, yeah, you're shameful. Yeah, I think that thing. That's it. Shame. I think that's it. I think we worked. We, yep. we worked. We worked through. We got it. it. Like when God is the only one watching me eat a cinnamon roll in my house. Like I feel like I can. Like more, my moral compass is still pointing north. So when I'm like in public and I'm sweating eating a cinnabon, <laughs> it's like it, there's something. There's really something sweaty. immoral about that. Jesus. It's like God, that greasy motherfucker is just. In his dress weights, go into town on that fucking Cinnabon. He's more smothered than that Cinnabon with icing. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. God, oh, I can't God. look away. This is holy. It's, so, I'm going to put this on the internet. Go ahead, grab the camera. <laughs> so you, that's, I think, a normal reaction to have is shame. So my, my, mm. on the, the way I treat it, though, is when I decide to eat something like that, I just kind of laugh. So to give a quick story, I remember the first time you took me to fucking Culver's. I just remember yep. I just remember walking up and you know the 17 year olds that behind the desk. I'm like, "Hello my good man." And I'm like laughing the entire time. I'm like, "One extra butterburger, please." And I can't say butterburger with a straight face cuz it's just so still can't. <laughs> still can't do it. I can't I will never be able to do it. It's an insane combination of like terrible things. Butterburger. That is insane. Hmm. Maybe it's cultural for me, where like I have no shame eating a butterbur. I'll fucking go to. That. I'll eat one on the podcast, like I'm fucking Cody. But like it's maybe that's cultural though. Like it, like that's a, a a shame that we as a people like share together. Yeah. We, we've normalized. We, we have reclaimed the the taboo and made it normal. Maybe that's it. Yeah. So, it's, it's more. Norm- yeah. It's just more normal to you than it is to me. Mm-hmm. It's it's like. I'm probably going to go to Louisiana and just feel awkward eating literally any of the yeah. semi-food things they eat. But like that's beignets and shit like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just exactly, man. Fried dough with sugar, or, or, or just 
deep fried river bugs or whatever else they're eating down there. Cajun seasoning. Yep. Just salt. It's either salt or sweet, man. That's all they know how to do down there. It's just different combinations of like pre-canned seasoning salt. Yeah. And I, I, I know that because my wife was a military brat, so she lived a bunch of different places, and she lived in Louisiana, so we have all these different Louisiana seasoning salts Creole, in our, Creole in our seasoning. Mm-hmm. And like she'll eat something that I make and go, this is pretty good, and then she'll just go to like the, the Louisiana spice closet. <laughs> And like decide what it what I missed in my flavor profile. Dude, hit it with that particular seasoning, and then go back to eating. And we're food. two generic white guys, you know, from our mm. respective hometowns. And one mm. of you know our good buddies, Finn, was a, a New Orleans resident. And I would mm. never like if he offered me something. I'd be like, I'm not. I can't. I'm not going to eat that just because of like their sense of hot is not even in the same realm as what I consider hot. Like that. <sighs> I can't eat anything remotely spicy. Like I'll I'll turn into a fucking you know a mini inferno demon. So like if he offered me mm-hmm. something, I would always be like, no, dude, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna try it because it's gonna destroy me and end my day. He's the same dickhead that almost killed me with those fucking habanero wings from fucking. That's your fault. You dove in yeah. like you didn't give a shit though. You were like, I don't care what flavor yeah, it was... is. You didn't even ask what flavor it was. That's your fault. We've told the story in the podcast. I I almost died because I had a wing that this guy gave me once. So yes, it is my fault. I had I had Louisiana naivete. I did I did not know what that's because I'm pretty me. sure you ate some normal ones too. You were just grabbing whatever you get your greasy mitts on. You, you weren't. Yeah, you man, were it's fucking BW threes. I'm gonna put as much of that in my body as I can until I lose consciousness. Yeah, exactly. But before we get off the food train, I, I, yep. I, I we are due a new wacky item though, man. I haven't seen one in a, in a little bit. Yeah, there's got to be like soup in a shoe or something coming down our way that like shoop, <laughs> shoop. <laughs> now a KFC <laughs> with a fucking fuck. I didn't want soup, but I get it from KFC. God, the only way I can get the molten lava cake is if I order a shoop. So I, I mean, what do you think I'm gonna do? <laughs> I got You're forcing my hand here, KFC. Fucking serendipity. I had a patient come in today who, um, in the in their notes, it said got back from Jordan. Had some KFC. Now I have extreme stomach pain. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what part of that is supposed to be like diagnostically important. Like, is the is the international travel supposed to be the part that you know as a as a provider that I'm supposed to look at and go like, oh yeah, we need to treat that, or is it or is it the the KFC part that nuked him? <laughs> Where did he was go there a wrong? KFC in Jordan? It was it specifically a KFC in Jordan that he got food po- like what where where did it go wrong? I'm not sure what the I need to know where this KFC is. It's a very important part of this Halcyon mystery. Those are always my favorite history when they go and they, they just it says specifically a fast food restaurant that they have and it's like now they're fucked. Like <laughs> <laughs> had McDonald's. It's a shockingly large percentage oh, of the people. Oh, I mass- take care oh of. come on now, it's massive. Just it'll just mm. say had McDonald's now fucked. Please evaluate. Yeah. <laughs> Stomach currently outside of body, yeah. <laughs> oh man, Jesus Christ! That's good that we. It's been a while since we've had a show where we got thirty minutes into recording and haven't hit football yet. It feels good to, to have like it does a dive back into an off season show, man. It does. And, and, uh, is there anything? I know we have that that one. Dynasty topic we want to dive into. Do, is there any other football stuff you want Dude, to talk about? Dude, I was going to ask you because we're, I think we're bone dragging. I don't want to talk mm. about 
the tragedy that happened. I don't think there's anything to really say with that. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I will say is I want to let you know that I'm a very good person and that I'm not going to use the horrible, tragic death of Dwayne Haskins to take a shot at Adam Schefter, who is a you, you could, petty, yeah, you could, robotic that's, cyborg. That's not what we're doing. That's not what, the dude was just reporting fucking news, man. That's unreal. Like, unreal. Well, no, he reported it like a total dick. Right, no, that's what I'm it's saying. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like, oh, fucking Tom Brady threw another touchdown. It's like... Well, he's he's like, hey, this guy, this is the last moment of his life. He once was bad at a thing. And he... Mm. <laughs> Mm. At least we got called the fuck out, dude. Yep, he's a fucking cyborg. God damn it, I did it. I, I he's I know, a, as an excuse, I take know, a shot at Adam Schefter. It was just because yeah, we were I, just talking about this motherfucker, and you especially was like, yeah, so anti him, and and he definitely pl- proved me because like I did not see that coming from him. I didn't expect he would have. So I'm I'm kind of surprised that he's that big of a shit. I don't, I, I don't I don't know how many times that guy has to pull his pants down in front of everyone before they see his ass. Like I, I just. Yeah, no, I mean, you're... Jesus I, Christ. I give you all the credit. You were 100% right in that argument we had a few episodes ago. You, you were right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, we can go ahead and... Speaking of our favorite shithead punching bags, uh, Dan Schneider is literally so sh- so fucking shitty that the shit bags in Congress are like, that guy is a piece of shit. And um, he may finally actually... Um, Burn. Be toast. Yep. And all, all he had to do was steal money from billionaires to get them yeah, to finally not, actually... Yeah, not all the other shit. None of that. You could molest and grab and yep. be racist as you want. Just Almost don't kill touch people. the money. Yep. Just don't touch, yep. don't exactly. touch those people's money, man. Whatever you do. But we draw the line at touching just one of our billions of dollars. Molest away, but you touch even a cent. Your ass is fried, sir. Mm-hmm. So this fucking bozo, for those of you who uh, haven't heard, was evidently holding back uh, ticket sale money, which is supposed to be um, collectively shared as the league. And the big thing that is, I think, underreported is a lot of that money is the part of revenue that goes to the Players Association and is used to pay the players. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, if players had yet another reason not to sign in Washington, um, there you go. <laughs> Your owner actively steals money more than the other guys actively steal money. See, from now, you. if Patrick Beverly uh, played for the Commanders and then got sent to another, it was like, hey, they didn't fucking pay me. It's like, yeah, oh, yes. shit. Yeah, that makes sense. I get why you. Every was, time you see someone act like pa- Patrick Beverly, pretend it's aimed at Dan Snyder. And that they, they just got system. they just got um, off the team. Yeah, they just went to another team from the Commanders. That, that sounds like a yep. good plan. Actually, anytime you see anyone act spiteful, just in general. Just pretend it's at Dan Snyder, and it's just going to make you feel better. Yep. Um, I, I think a part of the story that's also really funny is um, he went to the state of Maryland. It's like, hey, I would like $1 billion to build a new stadium because I don't take care of the one I have, so please give me a new one. So I can try again. And, and, and uh, Maryland is like, go to Virginia. <laughs> I want to deal <laughs> with like, this motherfucker, no. man. Yeah, we don't want to... Can you believe this shithead? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it is... Almost unheard of for a state to like. I mean, states before have just not played ball. I mean, we just saw Oakland do it in the past couple of years. We saw St. Louis just not want to play ball. Yeah, to see someone actively go, no, get the fuck out, like, is a completely unprecedented thing for a state to I, do to professional football team. I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this on this podcast where mm-hmm. we're like, how the fuck does he own a team, man? I mean, Donald Sterling. I'm not saying anything he did was. <laughs> like salvageable obviously mm-hmm. like yeah that dude should not be owning a uh, NBA franchise but 
How is this not equivalent, if not worse, than anything Donald Sterling did? Donald Sterling at least didn't actively harm anybody, like, from what we could see. His shit was just, like, behind-the-scenes pent-up racism, and, you know, none of it was good, obviously. It was le- it was less assaultive. Yes, that- yes, yes, yes. That's a perfect way to put it. Less assaultive. And this dickhead is still... No one's forced his hand. The only thing he had to do was, I guess, comply and change his team name, which I don't even want to go down that road, because you could argue either way about that, so... Yeah, I I mean I think that was long overdue personally, but like the and all, the other thing you had to do is like okay now my wife's in charge technically, so I'm not technically in charge, which is like the most like limp dick way of like avoiding accountability I've or ever anything. Seen. Yeah, especially a grown man do where it, it, I, the, to, this is not like a, a misogyny lo- loaded thing. It's just, but to hide behind your partner like that, yeah, is, it, it, is male to female, such a chicken shit, male, whatever. Yeah. Like it doesn't, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's a chicken shit non-caring act of non-love yeah. that is just I, I i i yeah it'd be just as bad if he was disgusting. like oh my brother's in charge no it's like that's yeah. just as bad like it doesn't matter it's using someone in your family scapegoat. as a shield to Fucking be a scapegoat. yeah so now yeah exactly. now if anything goes down it's not his fault yes so it's it's yeah it's, it's, it's like it's like a borderline and bedbezzling so like <laughs> please Please, hopefully, that this is this is done, and we can get someone else in there. It'll probably be an equally massive shithead like Jeff Bezos or something. Will come in here and buy it, and but but good God, you have like literally. If I bought it, I'd be like, hey, I'm getting rid of that dumb fucking name. We're literally just starting. Entirely yeah, we're starting. Over. Oh, uh, we're, start from square one. Square one. Yes, just completely. We're the fucking avocados. <laughs> we're the we're the Washington avocados. Let's go. We're we're not red anymore. We're green. Here we go. Like it was just I would change. Damn near everything. For multiple reasons. Well, stink of him. For two reasons that I can think of. Mm-hmm. One, because everything is dumb. Like their brand is dumb. And two, the logo's bad. Everything, the whole yeah, brand, all of it, yeah. all, all the whole shit. Two is you want to disassociate yourself from anything that that motherfucker had his like little greasy fingertips on. You don't want to be mm-hmm. associated with any of that shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just completely, completely burn the house down. Get rid of that shit big stadium. All of it. Like, Oakland used to have a place that had a baseball diamond in it and the shitters flooded in and it was still a better stadium than what the fuck played on dirt man they played like they were in a fucking pickup sandlot game they played on dirt you may have have to play on dirt but at least a wall never tried to crush Jalen Hurts at some point during it man your life wasn't on the line yeah and half your seats aren't behind little stone stone walls that they still charge money for it's complete complete insanity couldn't take a shit but Mm-hmm. Couldn't take a shit, but at least I could see the game. And I didn't die. Way better than Washington. The cummies. And they now have the perfect quarterback, too. Like, how fitting. Dude, they... I really wish that guys like Chase Young and Scary Terry weren't on that oh, team. Bastards, so I could just... Yeah. I could just actively hate them in, it like, just a, such a pure and joyous way. But because, like, there's still dudes on that team... That are that, redeemable. Like, that are, like... I actively root for that. I think are like really good players, like it, like Logan Thomas, guys yeah. like that. Like it's, it, it it bums me out that like you know because we're so close, we're so close. You know Terry McLaren's having a hard time getting a, a contract done. Like we'll go ahead and trade him. Man. Yeah, I right, dare, right, I dare right, you. right, 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 right. Which for the record of all those guys that are kind of in and out, um, he's the guy I would go after if I was trying to trade for someone. Because oh, he's good. I, 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 He's he's really good, and I think he's been underutilized big time. Yep. Like I I think the ceiling on that guy is still something we haven't seen. Speaking of ceiling on wide receivers, 
Look at that transition, you piece of shit. Um, so, Clark, uh, Twitter, the the endless ocean of knowledge and free thought that it is, uh, passed a very interesting little question, uh, and it involves Dynasty Fantasy Football, which is uh, Clark and I's favorite thing in the entire universe. Mm-hmm. So, of course, uh, we want to share it with you guys. And the, and the thought exercise was, in two weeks, two very short weeks, when this draft happens, the Kansas City Chiefs and Green Bay Packers will need a receiver. The Packers cannot run for it anymore. They, they, they can't, goddammit. it. They cannot. It has to happen. Does the wide receiver that either of those two, two teams pick, regardless of who it is, w- within that like top, let's say, 15 prospects, mm-hmm. does that guy become wide receiver one off the draft board? And my, Go ahead. My initial thought was, was no. Just because they're not going to get Drake London, they're not going to get Garrett Wilson, and I don't know of a guy that's going to be available in that part of the draft that would jump those guys that extensively. But then I thought about it more, (laughs) and we talked about it more. And kind of maybe probably (laughs) is kind of the answer we came to. It it is, and there's some you know little community created rules you know like not real rules just like you know go buys that like the dynasty community has philosophy yeah and it's like oh you should always draft talent or you should always yada 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 but it's like at the end of the day man these are not normal landing spots green bay and kansas city are not just run of the mill oh that's a cool no these are the the best landing spots we have seen since we played fantasy ball like i said Last year was Najee Harris in Pittsburgh. Um, I guess like Saquon, yeah, but Saquon could have went anywhere because he was that different mm-hmm. of a prospect. But like, as far as receiver landing spot, those two, I can't like honestly. In the past seven years, there's never been a more attractive landing spot for a di- or a dynasty rookie. And I think it does. Whoever goes there, it it's a conversation at minimum to where you have mm-hmm. to because I mean. We've already, as a community, solidified the big three, right? We got Drake London, mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, and um, why am I blanking? Uh, J- Jameson J- Williams. Uh, Jameson Williams, thank you. Um, yes. So if one of the – and we're looking at the beginning of the draft, right? We mm-hmm. see who's a, a, a basically about to take a, a wide receiver. You got potentially Atlanta's there. The Jets are there. Um, I don't think Carolina takes one. They – go quarterback if they need anything there Mm -hmm. but there's like my point being not the greatest of landing spots you know on paper so if you put one of those big three there and then someone like we've talked about there's some some middle tier guys that are going to be on the board and as soon as they land in a sexy spot like green bay or kansas city it's just hard to ignore the because i mean let's let's evaluate right we know that Mm -hmm. whoever inherits those jobs they don't all of a sudden you don't just pencil in Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams points. That's not how fucking fantasy works. No. But no. the volume is there. That is the mathematical quantity that we can justify, right? So mm. if we have a player that's at least salvageable and not Amari Rogers or McCole Hardman, mm-hmm. like the the allure is beyond there, you know? You you can't ignore it. So, I mean, there's a difference between, like, oh, that wide receiver got drafted to a really good offense. Like, like someone like, like Rondell Moore last year got drafted to a really good offense. beyond that, infinitely. So, yes, it's not just a good offense. They're good fantasy offenses specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, they produce two of the top 
fantasy wide receivers and then also supported multiple other fantasy relevant players right, within them. Right. So I don't have it in front of me and I'm not going to look it up, but I'm going to ballpark it. Devontae Adams was averaging like 13 targets oh, a game yeah, or absolutely. something completely absolutely. ridiculous last year. Those targets have to go somewhere. Like they have to go. And will they go to the rookie entirely? No, no. of course not. They'll, pro- they'll, they'll get dispersed slightly throughout the rest of that offense. I mean, I would expect big upticks from guys like, like how many passes Aaron Jones is catching. I think he's going to go way the fuck up this year. But like, if that per, if that rookie averaged ten or eight, like that's massive. That is massive for a rookie. And like, as opposed to Drake London in New York getting mm, three, four targets, exactly. So having to compete with Kenny like Kenny Galladay for the same role in the offense, in an offense that's already not going to put up a ton of points, that is already not going to pass for a ton of points. Like it's it, it, once you start drilling down, like these are great players, and anyone has the potential. You know, there's players like AJ Brown that sort of elevate the offenses they're in and sort of make their own scoring, which is definitely possible. Yes, which is definitely possible. There are dudes in this draft. I think Drake London is one of them that that could make his own scoring. And, and guys specifically, like I, I think Garrett Wilson and and Chris Olave, have the, are they have the potential. Like, they have the potential, potential to make their own make their own scoring. But like, I guess it's one of those things. Like these these landing spots. How much do they elevate these guys? And so let me like, let me put it this way. So there, yeah. there was a guy we left off the big three that you could argue is in the big three. He's a guy that started off as the consensus one about two months ago, and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff happened to put him down the board, combine, uh, mm-hmm. potential, you know, draft uh, capital, shit like that. This guy has mm-hmm. a realistic chance of being drafted by either of these teams. His name's Traylon Burks. Mm-hmm. If Traylon mm-hmm. Burks goes to either of these teams, he's 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 in conversation to be. Rookie pick one, in yep. my opinion. I, 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 I think I think part of that too is is the running back landing spots. The more you drill down, right? There's kind of one. There's kind of one. Thank you. That's uh, it's, it's Buffalo or bust. Like as far as yes. as far as first round for sure. And then mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, because like there's other spots where you look at them and go, oh yeah, who's Houston and Atlanta? There's not a ton of competition there. Those teams are going to suck. Like bad. They're going to be really bad. They're not going to score. Like Brees Hall is not going to score 13 touchdowns in Atlanta. He's he, they're not. He, they he's might just not, not. Atlanta might not score 13 touchdowns. <laughs> exactly, man. However, there's going to be so much offense in a place like Buffalo where. It, that is a hundred percent possibility. However, there's exactly one of those landing spots. Mm-hmm, basically, mm-hmm. you could argue maybe Miami. I they just stocked up. Like I'm not even that. They cu- stocked yeah. up a bunch of guys there. And again, I still don't know how much, much they scoring. score. Right? Is any? Yeah. And how much is anyone going to score besides when like Tyreek or Jalen Waddle break one? Like, is that that's the only way they're probably going to score? Yep. So these are all things to consider. But like, I think that's super interesting because I, I Traylon Burks was the guy that I circle two where it's like okay the second he does that he basically is getting past one two like correct and unless kenneth walker does something with that we're just completely not thinking what if he goes to Um, not to keep i don't want to confuse anybody what if kenneth walker mm. goes to buffalo because they could get him in what the second they get him the second good lord that would pretty be man yeah, that would kind that of would, be a nuclear. That bomb would shake the draft. That would shake the the draft. That that would because Brees Hall is is so comfortably by himself. Not I think close. up there for my life. Yeah, but like 
Yeah, that would that would jack shit up. And then like we're talking three because it's like then it's like well, Brees Hall lands someplace. This is not quite as good, but he's Brees, Brees Hall, right. so you still probably should take him at two. But like, so to, yeah, so to summarize, there's basically mm-hmm. two players that could vault, and two and two well three teams that could justify that vault for those two players. For Tra- mm. Traylon Burks, it's you guys, Green Bay, and Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And then for somebody like Kenneth Walker, if he gets drafted by Buffalo, that vaults him into the top three, both of those guys. Well, and like something I thought was interesting, just today, um, Brett Coleman, who, to those of you who don't know, he's a, he's a guy who makes videos on YouTube. He used to be um, a scout, and he you basically used to be a producer at NFL Network where anytime guys go on TV and like they have footage to break down, he's the guy that did all the actual work to give to the people who talk on TV. Um, he, a couple years ago, started his own YouTube. And he is, if you want to learn about football and not just like learn about football, but like learn like the language of football and like the really dive deep in like how plays work and how individual players get open, stuff like that. Best guy you could possibly go. So, so look him up on YouTube. Col- Coleman uh, with a K just today he did like his rookie wide receiver breakdown and he did it or rankings or whatever and he did it in a very interesting way he, d- he didn't number them he just tiered them so when he did like his first tier and I was thinking about this conversation you had like all these guys in the first tier I feel like if any one of them goes to one of these teams they almost jump past the other guys Mm-hmm. And and guys in that tier were like you know, obviously Garrett, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, but it was guys like Christian Watson and, and stuff like that. The thing that I thought was most interesting about how he tiered guys was his entire first tier were outside receivers. That there was not a single slot guy oh, in wow. that top tier. And then that second tier, that's where Jahan Dotson and Sky Moore and Chris Olave and all these guys who were who make more of their living playing on the inside, inside yeah. all of a sudden we're there. So I thought that was super interesting in this conversation. Slot guys, are, both of those guys that left, Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams, were, 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 were using the slot in occasion mostly as like a big slot is the wrong term, especially for guys like, like Tyree, yeah. but just kind of as more of a gadget or a scheme thing. Like they didn't make their home in the slot. Are any of these slot guys, do you think, good enough to land in that spot and get elevated in the same way? Like, do you think a guy like if Sky Moore goes to Kansas City at the back end of this draft, is what kind of bump does that do for him? I, I'm gonna not say him because I don't think he mm. he is the player. There is a player though, and it's Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. If Chris Olave mm-hmm. goes to and and like he inherits a slot role on either of those teams, good lord. I mean, we, we've seen the college production from Chris Olave. He's played with three other first-round wide receivers. I believe, Yeah, three. Mm-hmm. One's still there, and he's probably the best out of all of them, which is insane. And Chris Olave mm-hmm. still produced on that roster every year, every year. Now, he stayed, you know, there's some. There's definitely, like, I'm not saying he's a perfect prospect by any means. Like, he stayed there a long time. Um, you know, you could, he's fast. And is he too fast? Haha. <laughs> you know, I was joking about that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he... He would, I, in my opinion, he would be the guy to where it, like, for instance, he goes to Kansas City, dude. I think whoever has a pick that early has to, you know, make some tough decisions, man. Like, that, you can't get any better of a landing spot than that for, for a guy of that caliber. Cause I mean, 
how realistically how how much right now today how many tiers like in a in a startup draft is Chris Olave behind any of those rookies like two rounds in in a yeah, so, in a startup yeah yeah no I, I i i agree with you so i think that's the line i think once you get past chris olave it doesn't matter i think the conversation yeah. of do these guys jump drake london and the, then the answer is uh, no garrett wilson yeah. then it's no i think and i still think Chris Olave is is a swing for me. I feel like Traylon Burks, yes. Oh yeah, go ahead and, yeah, yeah. And slap him up there. I think Jamison Williams, if that if they get yeah, one of those, yeah. boom, slap him up there. Yeah. Chris Olave, it's like I'm just glad I don't have a pick up there, so I don't have to make that decision. We, I mean, yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. And we say, yeah, and we, yeah. and we say that now, and I can say that because I won't have mm. that opportunity. So like, mm. I could sit here and be like, man, yeah, who cares if Christian Walk like if he goes to Kansas? Like, but it's a. If I had that pick, it'd be fucking with me, like, big time, man. There's mm-hmm. no way mm-hmm. I could just be like, man, I'm going to pass up on the rookie that the Kansas City Chiefs just took in the first round to draft a guy that went to the fucking Jets. Like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be tough, dude. That's tough. So you and I, for the most part, come down on you draft talent over everything. Like, 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 like I don't overvalue landing spot, yada, yada, yada. But these sayings are still just sayings. When you're staring at a guy on the different. board and you're just going – and and all of a sudden all the philosophy and posturing kind of goes out the window and it's put up or shut up time and and like like, i said we haven't seen landing spots like this there's this is unprecedented for like dynasty in general dynasties hasn't been around Hmm. like what a decade i can't Hmm. think because think about it man not only are the like they're getting tied to patrick mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. like fuck Mm -hmm. especially the patrick mahomes like that's like maybe 10 years of him being married Correct. to Patrick Mahomes Correct. and him being the guy. Um, so li- listener note next week we'll be, we'll be doing our quadruple mock draft where we all do our mock drafts. I'm staring at my first draft right now because I'm too excited and I already <laughs> did one. Um, and one of the things I did is I would not be surprised if one of these teams is very aggressive and trades up and goes right after and gets one, one and gets of, one of the studs. <laughs> yes. And then all of a sudden, the argument is even It's over. It's fucking relevant. over. It's over. It is over. Because if Jameson Williams ends up someplace, it's like, cool, get it in pen. Yeah. Uh, you want to draft now? We'll draft now. Like It's, yep. <laughs> it, 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 it's over. Yep. I, I think something that's even more interesting, though, is a guy is, is what we think happens when people aren't just going to automatically jump up. Like, let's say George Pickens gets drafted by Green Bay at the end there. How many of those top-tier guys that he was not originally ahead of does he jump ahead of? Like, does he go – does he threaten Jameson Williams at that point? I, I, like, I think I, I think he is the next prize after the big three. I think that, that that's just a nice prize. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to put a guy – like, because he has an incomplete profile. He's – hasn't even played that much, you know, like yep, isn't played in a year, yeah. basically. He played like two or three games in a year. Yeah. Yeah. So he he's definitely like which is all you can ask for when you're in mid round value. Like right now, George Pickens, mm-hmm. he's not even mid round value, you know what I mean? But if he goes mm-hmm. to one of those landing spots, like that that's literally all you could ask for with a five, like a pick five, pick six dynasty pick. Cause it's mm-hmm. it's the ultimate lotto. Like and you're not just taking a he's not a flyer at that point either. He he's mm-hmm. literally the 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 draft capitals there because first round now and he, and clearly 
smarter guys than us saw something in him to take him with that capital. So you have to be like, oh, okay, so he is better than what we perceived. And then two, mm-hmm. like we've explained, the landing spot is just that significant to where it's justifiable. But that being said, he, he we, we know, like, we're not the smartest guys in the world, but we know he's not Garrett Wilson. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So then when you're on the on the board, it's like, do I take Garrett Wilson or do I take this guy? Who's take Garrett Wilson. Eight car- yes, you do. You do. But then again, he's on the board. He's staring right <laughs> and there. And he's on the Chiefs now. He's on the Chiefs now. Well, fuck me. The, th- the thing <laughs> about, so to stay on this train, but to switch over to your mm. side, do, do you mm. think there's a combination? Because let, let's stay on that fun train where you guys go receiver, receiver, right? Let, let's just stay on that train for a second. Do you think there's a combination of receivers where it nukes value? Possibly. I do. Um, specifically if they draft the same guy twice. Oh, like, interesting. The, like, like that is a, an actual concern for me. Cause if they go, let's say they go Chris Alave, Jahan Dodson. Oh yeah. I see, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You have two inside guys that are kind of built yeah. similarly that do the same thing. I don't think that's a smart football move in general. <laughs> like, or even if they went Chris Olave and then the next round got Sky Moore, like then all of a sudden, like you're kind of. But let's say they go George Pickens. Sky, yeah, bro. Sky yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I am way less concerned about that. Um, I would even be a little bit more concerned if they went like George Pickens, Trey McBride. Mm. Like even something like that would kind of, like maybe eat each other a little bit because all of a sudden they cut into each other's red zone work, which for the record, I'm kind of calling it now. I think that's probably because the Packers can't help themselves. They don't want to do receiver stuff. I think the tight end, I think they're going to go. I think the wide receiver, they're going to go wide receiver tight end is is, is what I think they're going to do. Um, so, and and fucking green Bay Packers cannot help themselves. They just want big square shaped white move tight ends. They can't, they cannot, they, they need them. They need them. It's like water to Famished. them. Famished. They, they got to fill up on them. It's like, I was like, oh, I got to fill up on these big square white boys. And it's like, <laughs> so I, I'm just calling that now. Like, that's my my draft day bet, man. And like, that's not terrible, dude. Like, yeah. I think you should be completely content with that. Like, if you guys walk away with mm-hmm. Trey McBride and a George Pickens, like, hey. Yeah, I, I, need, I need two pass catchers in the first two yeah. rounds. Like, I, yeah. I, I need that in order to not just be a creature composed entirely of rage. Like I, I, I just, I just, I just need that to happen for the pack. Not to, they can't, yeah. not to jump ship, but like now I'm glad that mm-hmm. you've stated what you want. And I've been, you know, really thinking mm-hmm. about what I want for the Cardinals. And I think the more I look at how the board should fall, in my opinion, and yada, 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 it's like, I think the edge talent after like the middle of the draft, I think it declines because there's going to be like what? four edges maybe you know that are going to go in the first half of the draft and i think that i think yeah i think there's a cliff after johnson yeah yeah i i i really think that's when you kind of get into your flavor of guy after that and and you can just get that not at any time but you shouldn't have to pay the the premier price so Mm -hmm. where where is that spot like for me it's like where is the price right and i think it's receiver potentially depending on how they fall Mm -hmm. so like for me it's all about the board, but like the way I project it, it looks like receiver's going to be the best value there. Um, so that's kind of what I got my my eye on. To kind of burrow down on that topic a little bit, I am deeply concerned that we're going to have like a 10 to 17 run on receiver that is going to be 
like really fucking devastating. Like in two rounds. <laughs> like, like like I'm saying that like five guys could go in those picks. Like just like and then they're gone and they're just not there for for the Packers, not there for the Chiefs. Oh, you're talking early. Arizona. You're talking early. Like early. Fuck. Like yeah. So because like let's say Atlanta goes Drake London and then like New York goes Garrett Wilson, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like Washington's like, oh fuck, here we Washington, go, Chris Washington, Washington, yeah. Yes, and then Houston could use one, and then <laughs> Philly could use one, and then New Orleans. And then, oh god! And then it's like, uh, yeah, and then like all of a sudden, like they're just gone. gone they're gone, all gone, gone. and there's, they're they're just all gone. Especially in a draft where like it gets so soupy so quick, like because like once you get past like that top tier, it kind of becomes the same guy for like forty prospects. So, so what, what I would, the, the optimistic way that I look at this is, let's say that fucking happens, right? And, and a lot of those teams mm-hmm. go receiver and the fucking well's running dry. I feel like the only way for that to happen is for Malik Willis not to be drafted yet. So that kind of means that there's going to be a team that's going to be able to get paid in this draft class. A team that was going to take a receiver. Could be you guys, could be Chiefs, could be another team. But I feel like someone's going to be able to, bail out of that pick and receive a haul because of what is still on the board. I I think so too. And I had a lot of fun with my mock draft. I put a lot of trades in it. Sure, sure. <laughs> um so I I did have teams go like, oh, here comes the run. A lot of my trades are people maneuvering in front of other teams to try to get wide receivers. Wow. Um because I do think that you could put people in situations at the back half of the draft where fuck now I have to take Sky Moore in the first round. Mm, mm, or mm. now I I have to like my question is are the Chiefs do the I think the Chiefs are gonna be okay because the the Chiefs are a really aggressive team and they I think they plan as well as any team going into these drafts. Like they know guys they want. They know how to get them. They know when they're going to pull the trigger. I'm not super worried about them. Yeah. How, however, specifically the Packers, like, are you forced to go like Calvin Austin at the back half of the first round because shit got like that, that bad, picked yeah. over? Wow. So it's like that is what I'm just like really, really like concerned about as a Packers fan. So the the, like, the line right now. When I I think I looked either this morning or yesterday afternoon, it was five for receivers to go in the first round. How many you know you're betting how many receivers can go in the first round? The line was mm-hmm. at five and a half, but it was like minus. Three. I was just looking for that. That's what I'm yeah. digging on my computer for. So I was trying to because I yeah, that's my favorite bet of the draft, and I think it was like mm-hmm. minus three twenty or something like that for taking the over. So it's like the. the 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 bookmakers are so confident that six receivers are going to go that you're going to make a third of your money on the bet, you know. So mm-hmm. it, it could happen, man. Like shit could get dry. We're we're like huge fans of the over on that every year. Yeah. Like, like 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 you you and I love that. I I I would hit the over on that pretty comfortably, just because. It's one of the stronger positions in a weak draft, and goddamn, do people need it. Mm-hmm. it? It's incredible that, like, every year we're like, wow, we love this class, wow, we love this class, wow, we love this class, and every year teams need them. 
yeah. need them in the worst fucking yeah. way, man. Like, it it kind of just shows you like how many you need to make an offense go and how quickly you churn for, churn through them, man. Like just over the cu- past couple of years, like how many guys have come through like Des Bryant? We're like, fuck, this guy's going to be here forever and he's elite. And then he just kind of crumbles and disappears. It's a great point, man. Away a, a lot of people think the the running back position is volatile like that, but I would argue that mid-tier receivers are like running backs. Like if you're not that established X receiver like a Devontae Adams and, you know, I could name others, but they don't last as long as you think they do. You know what I mean? Like even the Alika yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. fade away. Like we haven't seen Mike Thomas in two years and we, and he was looking like a Hall of Famer there for a second. Great point. So not everyone's Keenan Allen. Not everyone's going to stick Dude, around forever. Speaking like, of which, yeah. that guy needs to get some credit at one day, man. My God. <laughs> Exactly, dude. That dude has been steady Eddie, and it feels like he's been here for fourteen years. It's like he—I he, think he's had five straight thousand-yard receiving seasons and five straight Pro Bowls, something like that. Yeah, it, it, it's him and Mike Evans are kind of like the just the two secret Hall of Famers that wow. are currently playing right they now. Don't get enough credit. Where they're just—they don't get enough credit, and they're just so incredibly consistent. And like, like, um. Mike Evans is on pace to have more consecutive a thousand yard seasons than anyone in NFL history. <laughs> and it's like, so it's like, yeah, at some point, like th- those guys got to get credit and like, if, and not everyone can have those guys, man. Like you have to go out and keep refreshing the cover or you end up like the Packers and have fucking nothing. There's just a big old pile. And it is kind of crazy that, you know, a team moves guys of Devontae Adams, Tyree, Tyree kills caliber and there's no contingency plan. There's no heir apparent. There's no one to like step up to. Cool. This is my role now. I I think there's plenty of things that I can talk shit about Ted Thompson with, um, and how he ran the Packers for a lot of years. But I think the one legitimately great thing that he did was he was oh shit I have an elite quarterback. I'm gonna make sure that this shit is stacked for him every single year. And that dude took a receiver every year. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to keep churning. Like he went from like Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, um, James Jones, Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Like it, there was a there was like a four year period where Jordy Nelson was the fourth receiver on that team, and then the second he became the third receiver, they got Randall Cobb. So they're yeah. always four deep, and they just kept doing that shit. And then the new regime came in, and like oh, that's fucking stupid. We're just never going to draft a wide. And receiver. now they would be fucking. Stacked if they had James Jones, like they that would be their best receiver. Like he'd be wide receiver one yeah. if they had if he took the hoodie, the hoodie out, guy, if he like yeah. went in his house and he pulled on that false book on the bookshelf and like the Batman suit thing rotated around, but just it's a just hoodie. a hoodie. Stands behind stands his arms at his waist and the hoodie's flapping behind him. I never understood that because Keenan Allen does that trend. He likes to wear that too. And I, I've never understood that. It's like already hot off fucking pads. I don't know why. You're wearing. Hey, why do you need extra drag? I I, I don't like. <laughs> and like you're allowed to grab them by that too. You can literally tackle them by that hood. So I, I never. I don't know why you would. It makes no sense to me. Run around with a handle up behind your neck, man. It says please tackle me here, right on it. <laughs> please tackle me in the most painful, possibly injury-inducing way you possibly can. Yeah, never never understood that. But hey, fashion's uh, important, I guess. By the way, the. Um, Odds of Desmond Ritter as the first quarterback off the board have dropped. The payout has. Really? So almost in half. It's at 1,400 now. Hmm. Hmm, that's right. <laughs> I, have a, I, I have a sneaky suspicion that that is a much more real possibility 
than people are are given credit for. Inter- yeah, very interesting. I, I think Malik Willis is very clearly white uh, uh, quarterback one. Quarterback one, but never underestimate an NFL team's ability to do something profoundly stupid. If Baker Mayfield um, can get drafted as a, it's exactly what I'm thinking is going to happen. For a fucking curveball like that, man. I also love that. Um, This is my favorite time of year because it's the year that everyone lies in the sloppiest way they can possibly lie. Um, like, no. Remember a couple of years ago when, when Dave Gettleman's like, we might take a quarterback <laughs> at four, so you guys should totally trade up and, and take our pick. Which is also, one, not the way to lie uh, because that makes people trade ahead of you, not trade with you. Um, but anyway... <laughs> Carolina's now like, oh, we're looking to trade back. And you want to like trade back with us? It's like, no, you're not. Yeah, you would just draft Malik Willis <laughs> you, there if if he gets to you. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're just gonna stay. You need to. You need to take you a quarterback to. there. Like you need to be there. Uh, it's. I don't know how successful any of those like ploys ever end up. You know what I mean? It's just used mm. car salesman pitches. It's like, does it actually work? I, I don't remember any time. It's it, it's just dumb and sloppy, and anyone who's worth their salt is so focused on what they're doing that they're not even hearing you when you say why, it. Why don't you just pick an organization and go, all right, let's send them an offer? And, like, you know, I, I don't understand why you yeah. just don't do that. Like, why why like, why do you got to make it seem like you're a hot commodity and, and teams just need to be clamoring to make a deal with you? It's like, why don't you go make the deal with the team? I, don't be lazy. I mean, we see it all the time in our. Come get it like, while it's hot, thing. boys. Yeah, come get it while it's hot. C- come do all my work for me. <laughs> give me the thing I give me the thing I want without me knowing that I want it. And <laughs> that's really true, though, man. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Instead of going out and sending out deals and trying to like haggle stuff, it's like, no, just give me the thing I want, even though I don't, don't even know what know I want. what it is yet. Yeah, that's the truest thing ever, man. Hmm. Because I don't know, once you make up, you know, for dynasty or real general manager football, like once you make up your mind that you are okay with moving something, most of the time you're just concerned about getting as much as you can get. You don't even really give a shit. You're just like, I just want as much as I can get. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's always going to just arrive for you too. You're never going <laughs> to. Just with a shows up with a bow on it. Yep. Yeah, do some work. Oh. Go, go, like force a team's hand. Make your own. Yeah, make your make your own luck. Right, right. Yeah, come get it. Come uh, get this pick, boys. Everybody's man. Jeez. Well, hopefully we'll be able to answer your call. These phones are just jeez ringing off the hook. <laughs> so lazy. You remember? We, remember we were watching that secret base documentary about um, the Cavs. Yeah. And the ma- how the Mavs were afraid to go to lunch because they were afraid they were going to miss a phone call from the Cavs or they were just going to be giving <laughs> them other giving them picks. free shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, guys, no lunch today. We're canceling lunch because of the Cavs call. Got to fucking clean them out. We gotta, yeah, we got to be here to get another one of their terrible trade offers. <laughs> they're just handing shit out right now. That was We were rolling, bro. We were laughing so goddamn yeah. hard. Oh my <laughs> we God. can't go to lunch today, boys. We're too scared that we're going to miss a bunch of free draft picks from the Cleveland Cavaliers. And they were fucking up, dude. Like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Trading away fucking Elgin Baylor draft picks for fucking big old piles of nothing. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. We were rolling, dude. It's because we got no one to babysit us, man. That's what happens. That's what happens. We talk about, ba- we talk about basketball and fish. Mostly fish. And that's like the most unappetizing meat 
to me is it fish. is specifically white fish. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's not a luxurious yeah. high end fish. It's tuna. It, yeah, it's it's just like this is. It reminds me of a like like livestock feed. It's like 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 this is just bi- you need this to live, so eat it. <laughs> it's just like that. Uh, like in the nineteen sixties when uh, high school kids were figuring out, or not the kids, but the the program was like figuring. You no, know, we need to like train and get physical fitness going. And then I remember they had like this wasn't a pill but it was like a fucking it was a salt yes i know exactly yes, what you're yes. fucking talking about and they're like they gave it like they did their gym class and they're like all right eat your salt tablet like that's ex- essentially what what that shit is dude it was like thank god that gatorade came along and saved us from that because it's like basically like hey we condensed this entire gatorade into, into a fucking yep. star trek pill that you just shove up your eat, ass that you, yeah that you make mis- that, it's the most miserable way to get this in your yeah. body that you can possibly do. It's just eat this cardboard and you'll get the nutrients you need. Mm. It's like eat this pure block of sodium and then your body will absorb it all at once and you'll throw up. And just the fact but. that, like like you said, he just ripped, he just like, <laughs> just dumps it into the fucking frying pan. It's just, yep. no, 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 like, no sexiness to it at all. No, no. No, it's like, flop. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> He doesn't care. He's like, I'm going to cook this so I can eat it. And that's it. But like back to that salt tablet thing. Like <laughs> my, my dad tells me stories about having to do that yeah. in high school. Yeah. Probably the way that the generation before him talked about fucking storm in Normandy. Right. Like it was like, it, it, it's like the most weird, like depression era story that he has to tell. And like as someone who over the next year is like, is like prepping to, I have a kid of my own. It's like, what, what, what are like the, my versions of that story that I'm going to tell to my kid where he's going to go, what the fuck? Hopefully, hopefully COVID, I guess like that. That's yeah. I, I think the more of those stories you have is generally better because that means like, like you've progressed. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, hey, when I used to play video games, I had to buy an entire circuit board and a plastic right. sleeve and then jam the circuit board into a different circuit board and then a video game appeared. Right. You're like, Unlike you who can just jack your brain into this little hose and then all of a sudden you're in fucking Middle Earth or whatever. Yeah, but like, it's hard to compare anything that we can come up with with specifically the salt tablet because what have we experienced i'm sure there's something you could probably help me think that like yeah. where just the science was wrong or the information was wrong you know what i mean <laughs> something like that where we all were just doing it and then we were like oh shit like vaping maybe like it maybe vaping one thing that just popped in my head that is also athletic and football related was concussions oh okay that's get, a good point i would get concussions great all point. the yeah, time that's a great one yeah good one good one yeah cuz cuz i i remember uh we we played across town high school and um, this is like a girl in my history class. Like, hey, my boyfriend plays for them. He plays middle linebacker. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'll say hi to him, I guess. Because like, I, I, I played center. And um, he gave me a massive concussion. And I, I've gotten a lot of concussions. But I've only had two where like everything changed color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, like, and then like, and this bitch's boyfriend uh, gave me one of those. And like, she's like, what did you, did you play against my boyfriend? I'm like, yeah, he changed the chemistry of my brain uh, pretty substantially. So yeah, I, 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 I definitely remember it. I kind of remember him, but like, I, I, I remember like having those. Cause like I, I, 
early as I was like a freshman, I was, I was playing guard and I stepped back to pull and the center got blown up. Oh, so knocked, I ran right into him. Full, well, I ran full speed directly into the side of his head, mm. completely blacked out, heard church bells, everything went purple, and then it was like a quarter later. And I'm like, holy shit. So, dude. so, and I remember like two or three days later, um, just like being in practice and like, fuck, my head just like really hurts. I'm like, I feel like I have to get my helmet off because it just, my head hurts <laughs> so fucking bad that I can't have my helmet on. And so like, I took my helmet off. It was, it was like, I waited till like a water break and I took my helmet off and I went down to one knee and I sat there and, and a coach is like, well, like, why are you there? He's like, my, my head hurts too much. Put this helmet on. I'm like, I, I, I physically can't put this helmet on. Like my head hurts too much. And it was like, Close to the end of practice, so he said, like, get some water, blah, blah. And then at the end of practice, he went on this huge speech entirely directed at me about how we weren't tough enough. Holy and like shit. And I felt like garbage. Of course you did. And I'm like, yeah. And it's like, that. thinking back, I'm like, fuck, that was terrifying. Like, there was probably something, like, legitimately wrong Absolutely. with Because that's, like, not a normal way to feel. So, like, that's the first thing I can think Holy of is just, like, that we were, that we were like, check out this pussy. That's, that the was fucking- the mentality, though. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. that was, that was like, yeah, what a, what a fucking puss. He won't even finish practice. He's got his helmet <laughs> off on the sideline. Yeah. It, it, I, yeah. It's terrible, though. Like, when you had, yeah, like, I, your brain's bleeding. <laughs> Yeah, so, so so stuff like that is like I I think is probably the first thing that pops to my brain. That's a good one, dude. Was That's like, a really good one. Yeah, Because yeah. like if if my wife ever lets me lets my kid play football and like that happens, like everything stops. They're gonna like take care of that kid, hopefully. Right. But like, yeah. Uh, back in our day, though, yeah, man, that, you were yeah, you were, that was you were like fucking backwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And you didn't you yeah. didn't want to be a bitch, so you were like. No, it's like my I, I can't fucking wear this helmet, Coach. <laughs> it feels like my head's gonna pop if I put this helmet. My on. head's so swollen, I can't even slide it on, man. Yeah, Jesus Christ! I I don't even know what the, what the fuck was up with me, man. I probably just had like this. It was probably just really bad concussion, but yeah, I mean, you probably just was whatever. getting like a migraine from you know just your brain mm. rocking off your skull, and it called up to you two days later. Yeah, being yeah. fucking literally bruised. Yeah, like, inflamed. It happens, yeah. you know. It's a good one though. I. I we should. I should have thought of that one too, because that's very topical yeah. and relevant for us. Yeah, that's very, very different back in our child days. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I, I guess you're, you're right. COVID's probably the other thing mm-hmm. where it's like generational. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You're like, oh, wow, that that sounds crazy. <laughs> and I've already thought about that. Like when my kid asked me, like, yeah, what was COVID like? Like I'm like, it sucked. I I don't know. I don't know what to fucking tell yeah, you, bro. Like, it, it my whole outlook and philosophy has changed drastically on it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's always been, I, I say this loosely. I don't mean this like in a, mm-hmm. it's always been kind of a joke. Um, you could take that however you want, but mm-hmm. what, but I did take things serious like sanitation. I still mm-hmm. like, I still take sanitation serious. I don't know why this mm-hmm. has to be the thing to make you wash your fucking hands, but you know, I, mm-hmm. whatever. But I remember at the beginning of COVID, I think I told you this story. Yeah. Uh, I was pulling up to the gym. I just started playing basketball again. This is when I got back into mm-hmm. basketball at the beginning of COVID. And uh, I was going to go get you know some shots up or whatever. And I was like, hmm, this is weird. Parking lot's pretty dead. Like, there's some cars. So I was like, okay, cool. And I walk up, and there's a kid sitting on the fucking bench with, uh, he had like two Domino's pizzas or something like that. 
and, he, <laughs> and he's like typical military yeah. base thing. No, this was this was not this was uh oh, okay. this was not military, but yeah, I okay. can see where you would think that. But anyway, the mm-hmm. kid's like, "Oh, uh, gym's closed, man. COVID." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, makes sense, man." And I was like, "You hear anything about like what they might be doing, opening up or anything?" He's like, "No, no word yet." And I'm like, "Well, man, appreciate it." He's you know he's just like 14, 15 year old kid. Well, mm-hmm. and I just go, "Oh, thanks, man. Well, you know, appreciate it. Thanks for the info. Have a good one, man." Mm-hmm. And I turn to walk around. He goes, "Hey, man." And I'm like, "Yeah, what's up, dude?" He goes, "You want a slice of pizza?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's just eating it out of the box. Yeah. At the height of a pandemic of germ spreading and he's gonna just yeah. hand me his leftovers see so i yep. and, and then you ate it of course <laughs> no, so, I, yeah. <laughs> I was like you got some cinnamon to go with that yeah yeah well that's it's a topping this is a pizza top with tiny cinnamon <laughs> of course i want one jesus christ yeah i man. thought you were gonna let me leave before offering me mm-hmm. yeah man thank god you just take the whole box yeah. and you just like shove the kid over <laughs> yeah. kids these days man <laughs> yeah, okay Almost, almost left. It's so easy to shove over. It's like take both boxes. bunch of pussies with, with all their concussions. They're so weak. You oh, have this man. fucking uh, diet pill or salt pill or whatever. Yeah, here the salt pill. Um, well, that's what other pizzas got top of salt pills. So. Right. Get your nourishment from that. I wash it down with a shake. <laughs> forty five hundred calories. Can you believe it's that few? Only yeah, it says it on the bot. Only forty five hundred calories. Only forty five hundred calories. <laughs> you know, like on like the little like uh, snack bags, it just says only a hundred calories. But only mm-hmm. only forty five. Can you believe that? Wow, they jam pack all those nutrients into only forty five hundred calories. Now with six times the peanut butter. Just the best was him just dunking those fucking Oreos right into it, man. Just roop, roop, two fucking the cons. The concerted effort to make it less healthy for him. Yeah, I mean, you can get those calories from, like, anything. Like, why did it have to be that shit? Like, it was just... Something that works for you. Or... It's all theatrics. Or just make it something more palatable, like ice cream. Like... Yeah, exactly. You're already putting dairy in that. Just make the dairy more More, calorie And and more, like, digestible than, like, grounded-up Oreos. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what's easier to drink? Ice cream or fucking a physical object? Cookies. (laughs) Yeah. A non-fluid. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! It's easier to drink ice cream or cookies. You tell me. <laughs> well, you tell me, bud. Just because you can put them in a cup doesn't mean you can drink them. <laughs> Holy fuck! I'm good with that joke, being That was good. That was good. Okay, that's it. Yeah, that was that's good. it. That was good. All right, thank you for joining us on another episode of Football Hot Boys. Come back next week for our mock draft extravaganza, our favorite show every year. Uh, and until 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 then, until that mock strap, stay out there, boys. Peace.